We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Hot today and tomorrow and into the future and into next week, which is going to put us toward the end of February, which makes me think perhaps we've seen the real cold of winter and you can unripe, unwrap your faucets at least, I think. Highs 84 today, record heat 82 tomorrow, 82 Saturday, Sunday, 80 Monday, 78 Tuesday, then 84 on Wednesday. David Schultz joins us now, our friend, professor of political science at Hamlin University. Good morning, sir. How are you? I am doing well, and I am envious. We have 20 inches of snow that fell in the last 24 hours. Really, I think I'm envious of you. Yeah, we're yeah we're sh- we're I mean we're sh- I mean we're shut down as a metropolitan area. I mean it's gorgeous. It looks like a snow globe out there. If you know what I, you know what snow yeah, globe. Oh, yeah. Are. You know, like yeah, it's it's beautiful, but but 20 inches of snow just fell. That is a lot of snow, and I guess it's pretty it at first, but then it gets ugly and nasty and dirty and gray pretty quick. It does. It yeah. does. And it gets old shoveling it, too. I can imagine because um, I shovel it here every day. Listen, uh, David, seriously, let's talk about uh, Americans showing an increased concern about immigration. What does this new Gallup poll show? Well, what is, again, as your headline almost captures it perfectly at this point. is the sense in which, especially along the southern border of the United States, but just in general, there is this perception that, um, that the United States is either being hurt by immigrants, you know, in terms of, you know, again, taking American jobs or hurting us in terms of maybe lowering wages, but also for some, but certainly not for everybody, you know, there is this kind of fear of immigrants that, that they're coming in and, and, you know, because they're speaking a different language or, again, a perception, which is not true, you know, that there may be, in some cases, dangerous. Um, Americans um, are, are becoming, again, fearful of immigrants. And we've gone through these patterns several times in American history where we seem to open the doors and then we close the doors. And I think we're in the middle of a, of, of a, of a closing of the door period, if I can use that as a metaphor right now. It seems like, though, funny that we should start talking about the weather because, to paraphrase Mark Twain, everybody talks about immigration, but nobody really seems to want to do anything about it, huh? Legislatively? Yeah, correct. Yeah. I said, you know, we, we had a major bill, our major legislation in the 1960s. We did a little bit of tinkering, you know, about 30 years ago. Everybody says we need to do something in terms of immigration, um, but there's no political will to do it. That the two sides, and when I say two sides, Republicans and Democrats, are incredibly far apart on what we should do, you know, how we should do it, et cetera, et cetera. Um, that, that instead what we wind up having 
And, 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 and whatever perspective you are politically, you have to admit that what's happening along the southern border, you know, with Mexico is, is a humanitarian problem. You know, now we can reach different conclusions about the causes of it, but it's these are not pretty scenes. And we need to be thinking about how do we address um, an immigration issue? And, and I'm going to throw another variable in that most people don't think about is the fact that. Um, since 2008, especially during the pandemic, birth rates in the United States have plummeted. I mean, and and some people are saying that we're going to face a catastrophe down the line in terms of not enough workers. Um, um, employers are complaining they can't find people, and so we need to be thinking about. Um, where does immigration fit into a broader picture of the economy, jobs, et cetera? Who, who is it, according to the polls, that is there a big difference between Republicans and Democrats? Is there a big difference between men and women? Is there a big difference between people of different races as to who is in favor of more immigration or less? Well, what we're seeing is is a couple of things. One, we're generally seeing the Democrats, you know, more supportive of immigration. Generally seeing female. Generally seeing those who are um, better educated. And so, what we're getting is a is a a classic divide that we're seeing on so many other things in our society between Republicans and Democrats. And then within the Democrats and Republicans, we've got clear differences in terms of. Um, you know, men are more likely to be Republican. Democrats more likely to be de- more likely to be Democrats. Um, better educated now, more likely to become um, um, Democrats. We're seeing all the divides in our society come down squarely on the immigration issue. Also, where do the facts lie? You know, um, somebody's texting me in here about uh, sex traffickers and a drug cartel and fentanyl porn over the border, and there's not a doubt in my mind that it is. I don't know about the, the, the sex trafficking part of it as much. I can understand how it could happen. I'm just looking for data, not theories. Right. Do we have data on what's going on down there? Well, what we can first say is that in general, uh, that immigrants, both those who are coming here legally and let's say without documentation or illegal, depending on the term you want to use, actually over time are a net positive contribution to our economy. Um, and so they really have helped us over time. And so for anybody who wants to say, you know, they're taking our job, they're stealing our jobs, I don't know too many Americans you know, who classically want to go out and hang out in strawberry fields, you know, or, or go work as migrant workers. And so, so that's kind of a myth. Now, in terms of you know, you know, fentanyl, drug dealers, and so forth like that. No one's going to say that there's a certain percentage, and I don't know what it is, 1%, 2%, or whatever it is, you know, who are probably criminals, and that's probably the case also, too. I was going to say, in life, I always go by the 98-2 rule. 98% of us are trying to do our job. 2% of us are jerks, you know, who are the problem. I wouldn't be surprised if the same thing is true, you know, with people who are coming to the United States. 98% want to come here, start a new life, have a family, be contributors. 2% are the ones we don't want. How to sort out the two from the 98, it takes somebody far smarter than me to figure that out. Let me take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk about President Biden and does he have a plan to deal with this, his new immigration policy. As we just discussed, public concern over the issue continues to rise. I'd like to hear from y'all at 504-260-1870. What are your thoughts on immigration? Do you think we need to tighten the borders? Do you think we just need to better vet the people that are coming in? 
are enough people already in this country. I don't care if it's a country or a neighborhood that you move into. After you get there, you want to shut the gates and say that's it, nobody else. But really, all of us came from somewhere else, right? If you're going to admit it, unless you're a Native American. Give me a text at 504-260-1870. Let me know what you think. 820, time for traffic now on WWL. 824, Tommy Tucker, WWL, talking to David Schultz, professor of political science at Hamlin University on this Thursday morning to 2323, if you're in a numerology, um, somebody texts in and says, cross the board to get Medicaid, food, cart, housing, etc. Not a bad deal. Is that true, David? Do you get Medicaid, food, cart, housing, etc.? Um, no, not necessarily. That I mean, there might be a few states that you have eligibility, but for the most part, um, in many situations, um, you're, you're not eligible for these benefits. Somebody says all migrant workers do not do field work, a lot more in construction. A lot of Americans are lazy as hell and are spoiled and just want to sit home and collect a check from the government. I do think that there is an element to that perhaps people are concerned about being outworked. Perhaps, yes. Um, I, I think I think at, at one point. Um, one could maybe make maybe make the argument to say that that immigrants were competing against um, American citizens um, and maybe lowering the wages and so forth. And there might be some evidence of that. But again, a lot of times, especially for those who are not legally in the United States, you know, they're, they're not competing against against regular American workers. I mean, they're taking the jobs that, you know, none of us none of us really want to have here or something like that. And and again, in many ways also, they are putting more into the economy because they oftentimes they're paying taxes, um, they are purchasing goods and services, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, the studies are overwhelming um, in terms of um, the fact that overall immigration from an economic point of view, benefits the United States and puts more money into the system than it, let's say, drains out, if I can use that phrase. To, to be fair, I would say, too, that if you work for a corporation and they're concerned with the bottom line and they keep cutting people back and now you're doing a job of four people and you're afraid to lose your job, I don't think immigration has anything to do with that. I think it'd probably be the management of the company. What is the policy now, David? Somebody texted in. I think it's a good question. Uh, with the Biden administration now, who does get into the country? Who doesn't? Title 42, where does that factor in all of this? Sure. Now, back in January, the Biden administration announced sort of their efforts to try to clarify what they want to do on immigration. First, I should say, in many ways, the Biden administration is continuing the Trump policies. I mean, I mean, quietly, the Biden administration um, is continuing you know, to build parts of the border wall. The Biden administration, much like the Obama administration, people forgot this also, um, has deported, you know, Ten, I mean, probably in the hundreds of thousands of people. So in some sense, the Biden administration policies are not that much different um, on the ground than what we saw under Donald Trump. Um, yes, he wants to increase the number what, to like 20,000 or 25,000. I forgot the exact number of, of people who can uh, who can be come into the United States. You know, was it a cap or whatever? Lift the cap for people who are coming in from Latin America and so forth. But but in many ways, um, my simple answer is to say. The, the Biden policies in place right now have not changed very much, and they've tried to do some executive orders to change a couple of them. The courts have, have basically said, no, you can't do it. So I would say, more or less, it's status quo compared to the, the Trump administration. So what ultimately um, do you see 
either side, Republicans or the Democrats, doing as we face a presidential election in terms of addressing this? Anything or just kicking a can down the road? Because I don't think anybody has a any reasonable person would have a problem with a sensible immigration policy. But you do have to have borders. You do have to have borders are important. Um, And I think one of the challenges, how do you have free trade agreements, which say we want goods and services to come across the borders freely and say, but we don't want immigrants to do that. I I think, I mean, that's the very heart of the problem here is that we want to benefit from inexpensive goods um, and and good trade with Mexico. But at the same time, we're trying to figure out how, how not to deal with things we don't want. I don't know if you can have it both ways. I don't think at this point we're going to see either side um, coming to the table in any meaningful fashion, that it becomes a great issue to yell about, um, to get your base hot and bothered and to raise money. But in terms of actually saying, let's find some way of getting to the negotiating table, uh, I don't see it happening. And that's unfortunate because right now so much immigration is like so many other issues. They become you know, you know, hot-button issues that each side wants to, to yell about. But nobody really wants to solve it because solving it takes the issue away from you raising money and getting your base excited. And either side, both sides, I should say not either, but both sides want to offer a very simple solution to a very complex problem that they know is not going to work. But it is going to rev their base up and open the checkbooks up to either protect this country from the invading horde or to give poor people a chance that would otherwise not have one. I'm just saying that's the way it's framed by either side. I think you're absolutely correct, and you're right. It is such a complex picture because we're also dealing with serious questions of human rights. Some of these countries they're coming from, like Nicaragua and like that, I mean, these are countries that are non-democratic. They're killing people. We have far, It's far more complex than we can address in the next 10 seconds. And it's easy to just make up a, a simple solution, and then you don't have to worry about it anymore. It's complete horse hockey, but if it makes you feel better, thank you, David. I appreciate your time. David Schultz, professor of political science at Hamlin University. And I would just ask, please don't do that. Don't don't just accept a simple solution to a very complex problem so you can tuck it away and feel better about yourself when the whole thing's based on, well, you know, crap. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk to Rafael Goyeneche, speaking of which, um, about the role bail and judges play and how people that were arrested with guns got out. DA refused the case. We don't know why. Just didn't give them their guns back. 8.30, time for WWL First News. For that, we go to Ian Ozan. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.